Turn about this morning to the book of John, John chapter number 21, John chapter 21. And what a wonderful thought to think of that time when we will be with our Savior in heaven. I hope you know your sins are forgiven. hope you know you're on your way there. John chapter number 21 this morning, and I'm going to begin reading in verse number 15. And I'm going to read down through the end of the chapter, so follow along with me if you will. And then we'll bring our message from this uh, passage of Scripture. And while you're turning, uh, let me remind you to be in the service tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, we always have a great time in our Sunday evening service. I want you to be here uh, this evening. Uh, we're in the book of John, chapter number 21, and we'll begin reading in verse number 15. Follow along with me as I read down through the end of the chapter. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, the son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. When thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth a disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeth him, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then when his, this saying abroad among the brethren that the disciples should not die, Yet Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testifieth of these things, and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. I want us to leave our Bibles open this morning to this passage of Scripture, but I want to draw us back to verse 15. And there's a phrase in verse number 15 that I want us to pay close attention to this morning. This is an interesting passage of Scripture, and many times, or much times, even at least personally, our attention is, is, is drawn to uh, the conversation between Peter and, and our Lord here, and it's focused on Jesus telling him to feed my lambs feed my sheep. And that's certainly an important part of this passage. But I want to draw your attention to verse number 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas. Now notice this question that he asked, lovest thou me more than these? Could you imagine with me just for a moment, uh, Peter is in the presence of the Lord Jesus. He can see him they're looking eyeball to eyeball. He hears the words of the Lord Jesus. Can you imagine what it, is, is it would be like to be in the presence of the Son of God? I can only imagine 
I don't know what that is like. I feel like I've been in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. But there's, certainly there's a presence that Jesus would give off that no man would ever give off. And to be in His presence, to hear His voice, to see His face, and to hear Jesus has perhaps His eyes narrowed and He puts His focus on Peter when He asks this question. Lovest thou me more than these? I imagine that question pierced the heart of Peter. I would like for us to be asked that same question this morning. Lovest thou me more than these? I want you to think about that this morning as we preach on that thought and that subject. Lovest thou me more than these? Father, I pray this morning that you'll take the time remaining that we have. You've already been good to us. Uh, we had a wonderful early service this morning, a great Sunday school hour. And now this service this morning, I pray that uh, you would meet with us. Father, I pray that as this question is asked, we'll allow the Holy Spirit of God uh, to probe us and uh, to, to, to look deep within us. And may we be willing to be uh, honest this morning with the question. And Father, if there's something in our heart, there's something in our life that has uh, come between us and our Savior and uh, our fellowship, and Father, may uh, we be willing to deal with that. And Father, may we be willing to answer the question of whether or not we're willing to take up our cross and follow Him. Bless our time remaining this morning. I pray that if there's one here unsaved, uncertain of their eternity, that they will get that settled today. They'll believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, may everything we've done bring honor and glory to you, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, this question asked of our Lord, after he had rejoined uh, Peter and the other disciples uh, after his resurrection. Uh, we know that our Lord had been crucified and uh, he had suffered that uh, horrible, horrible death uh, for you and I. Uh, he rose victorious from that grave three days later, having conquered death and hell. And now, as you can imagine, these disciples, the things uh, and the emotions that they have gone through as he was taken from them, by, from those soldiers, and they watched one that used to be among them now place the betraying kiss on the cheek of the Son of God. Imagine how surreal that scene must have been as the soldiers take the Lord Jesus away. And for him to be crucified and him to be mocked and scourged and, and blasphemed and then to uh, witness the crucifixion and uh, him to give up that ghost and his body to be taken down off that cross. But uh, now uh, victory uh, had been promised at that point, but now victory was assured because now uh, Jesus was not telling them that he would rise again. He was sitting in their presence having risen again. What a time, what a moment that must have been. As you and I know, as we have studied Scripture, we know that in a short time, Jesus is going to leave them again and ascend into heaven, and He's going to leave that commission with them to uh, go to J Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the othermost parts of the earth and be witnesses of Me, and, and, and He's going to leave the Holy Spirit with them so that they can be empowered to do so. But we find an interesting scene here in Scripture before that takes place. And Jesus is there with Simon Peter, and we know John was there and the other disciples. And Jesus looks at Peter and asks this question, Lovest thou me more than these? Say, so what was he referring to, the more than these? Well, I believe with 
uh, Peter being a fisherman, and we know that Peter had had some uh, stumbles along the way, and I believe perhaps Jesus was saying uh, more than these fishing boats and uh, more than the fishing nets and uh, more than the way of life that you used to live, do you, do you love me more than all of this? And I think that question could be asked to every one of us this morning. It may not be a fishing vessel for you, but what is it that the Lord would ask of you? Do you love that more than me? Do you love a, a profession more than you do me? Do you love a relationship more than you do me? Do you love a lifestyle more than you do me? And uh, do, do, you, do you love or do you love these things or do you love me, Peter? With a question that was asked, asked of him three times. Some quick observations this morning as we uh, get to the uh, outline this morning. We we notice when we think of Peter, Peter had at one time in his life forsaken all to follow Christ. He had forsaken his lifestyle. He had forsaken his uh, profession. He had forsaken that which he knew. He had forsaken it to follow Christ. Peter had seen and been part of miracles. Uh, Peter was in uh, is an interesting disciple to study and follow. And uh, Peter, uh, he was the brash one, and he was the uh, unnamed uh, spokesman for the group. And uh, sometimes that got him in trouble. But Peter was involved in some some wonderful miracles. And the one that comes to my mind is walking on the water. And the fact that Peter was bold enough and Peter had faith enough in his Lord to come out of that vessel and walk on the water. You're familiar with the miracle. And by the way, Peter still holds the record for the most time spent walking on the water. And he's a part of amazing miracles. Can you imagine what that must have been like? But here he sits and he had also been guilty of denying Christ. He was known what it was like to go back to that profession that he had given up to follow Christ. Isn't it amazing that it's our nature that when we stumble and we fall, we want to revert back to what we used to be before Christ saved us? We go back to that which we should have forsaken. But here now is Peter in front of his resurrected Lord and Jesus says, Peter, lovest thou me more than these? Peter is now going to be challenged to fulfill his purpose. And the Lord wants to know, do you love me more than all of this, Peter? Do you love me more than your security? Do you love me more than your profession? Do you love me more than that which seems to be a simpler life, a simpler thing? And we'll get to his answers in just a moment. But before we progress much further, a friend, that same question can be asked to you and I. What is it in your heart? What is it in your mind? What is it the Holy Spirit of God is bringing to your attention right now when the question is asked, do you love these more than me? Is it a profession? Is it a lifestyle? Is it a, is it a, is it a, is it a hobby? Is it, uh, there's nothing dishonorable about having a, a career and a profession, but, but do you love that more than you love serving your Savior? Do you love that more than the one who died on the cross to pay for your sins? And let's just get down where we live this morning. What about your relationships? 
Wasn't it the Lord Jesus that said he comes to divide, he didn't come to unite? Wasn't it the Lord Jesus that would say, pick up your cross and follow me? It was the Lord Jesus who said, are you willing to do anything to follow me? Friend, this morning, is it, your relation, is it a relationship? Well, I could do everything but that. I'll not use you as an illustration this morning, but I'll use myself. God has given me three wonderful children. I hesitate to say that because two of them are in the building this morning and I want them to get a big head. But I've told all, of, all three of my daughters, I have told them I love you very much and there's nothing I would, do, would not do for you. I'd, I'd, I'd gladly lay down my life if it was necessary for you. But what I will not do, the time comes when you just, if you, if you choose to decide that you're not going to serve the Lord, you choose to decide that you're not going to follow Him, and you leave the things of God, you'll not take Dad with you. Because I want to be able to answer that question when Jesus says, Lovest thou me more than these? I don't want there to be anything that would come. You say, well, that just seems kind of harsh, and that just seems kind of cold. Oh, friend, our, our Lord and Savior died on the cross to pay our sin debt. We would have an eternal hell to look forward to if it was not for Him. Uh, Jesus is asking the question to Peter, and I believe we should ask ourselves this morning, is there anything that would come between us and our Savior? Is there anything we love more than Him? Can you imagine being Peter at that time? I don't think when Jesus asked him those questions, Peter was thinking of his time of walking on the water. I think what was still fresh in the mind of Peter was him denying the Lord three times. In that time when Jesus was being crucified, that time he was being scourged and falsely accused and blasphemed, it was not Peter who stood by his side, it was Peter who denied ever even knowing him, Peter who denied ever being in his presence. I believe that was fresh in the mind of Peter when Jesus asked these questions. He was not thinking of the miracle, but now Jesus was putting him to the test and saying, Lovest thou these more than me? I find it very interesting as we continue by way of introduction this morning that Peter is now going to be challenged to fulfill his purpose in life. You see, Pastor, he's already been a part of so much. You mean from this point on? Well, his purpose, Jesus was going to ascend into heaven and leave these men to preach the gospel to the entire world. It would be Peter in just a short time who would stand on that day of Pentecost and under the a power of the Holy Spirit of God, he would preach and thousands of people would be saved. It would be a Peter who would preach and, and, and multitudes would come to the Lord and churches would be founded and, and churches would be established. It was through the life of Peter uh, that God would use in a great, great way. And before he could do that, Jesus had to ask him the question, Lovest thou these more than me? And let me just interject right, th right here uh, this morning. There's some of you, you don't know what God would do with your life if you just be willing to answer this question honestly. And if there is something that you love more than him, you'd say, I gotta get it, I, I gotta put this proper place. I gotta reprioritize my, my, my schedule. I gotta reprioritize uh, the list of things that are most important to me. Some of you are hanging on to things and you will not submit that to him, and you have no idea what God would use your life for if you would just give everything to him. But Peter now is gonna be challenged to fulfill his life's purpose. I want you to notice something that's very important for you and I to, get, to, to understand before we get into the outline of the message this morning. Look with me in verse number, uh, well, let's look at again in verse number 15. Uh, we find our, 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 our phrase for our text and our title this morning, Lovest thou me more than these? 
Peter says, he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He asked him again, Lovest thou me? Peter answers again, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus responds again, <coughs> He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Jesus asked three times, Peter answered three times. And finally, in verse number 17, you almost get a sense of frustration on the part of Peter. I don't believe it was, he was frustrated at the Lord Jesus for asking him. I believe he was frustrated because Jesus felt like he needed to ask him a third time. And finally, Peter's response was, Lord, you know everything. You already know the answer. So therefore, you know that I love thee. I believe Jesus was satisfied with his answer. And I believe there's significance. We don't have time to go into of him asking three times and his response to that. But I believe Jesus was satisfied with the answer. And so Jesus continues in verse number 18. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. What is the Lord saying to him? Verse 19, this spake he signifying, but what death he should glorify God. When he had spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. He says, says to Peter, when now we're young, you just gird yourself up and went wherever you, where you wanted. But when you're old, they shall stretch forth your hands and shall gird thee. He's letting him know that he's going to die by crucifixion. And he follows in verse 19, I'm letting you know this. I'm paraphrasing, signifying by what death he should glorify God. You're going to be crucified to glorify me. I find it very interesting that Jesus asked the question, Lovest thou me more than these? And when Jesus was satisfied that he had asked, obviously he was satisfied with a number of times he asked the question. He then added the details. After Peter had answered the question. He says, Peter, do you love me? You know that more than ease, you know I love you, Lord. Well, Peter, I'm going to ask you a second time. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Well, I'm going to ask you a third time. Do you love me? And Peter being grieved in his heart. Doesn't the Lord know that I love him? Why is he asking me again? Lord, you know everything. Therefore, you know that I love you. And I believe the Lord was satisfied with the answer and knew the heart of Peter. And that's when the Lord said, okay, let me give you some details to, 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 to the question. I'm going to let you know that you're going to be crucified to glorify me. And, and, and what, what, what a moment is something for you and I to grasp the significance of. Because a lot of Christians, when Jesus says, Lovest thou me more than these? Lovest thou me than, than, than your hobbies? Lovest thou me more than all that this world has to offer? Lovest thou me more than a lifestyle and a profession? So too many times we say, God, tell me everything that is going to cost me, and then I'll give you the answer. But that is not the order that Jesus operated in in this story. He asked of Peter, Is there anything that you love more than me? Do you love your lifestyle? Do you love your old way of living? Do you love your old way of security? And Peter saying, I love you, Lord. You know it. You know it. Jesus said, okay, now I'm going to let you know what's going to cost you. Now I'm going to let you in on the plan that I have for you 
that will glorify me. But I've seen this a lot in the life of a Christian. They say, I'll answer that question when you tell me what it means, what it's going to cost me. Or as God begins to reveal the details to a child of God as they get removed from that point of surrendering, God begins to lay out the suffering they may endure or the heartache that they may endure. And friend, we need to be reminded in times like this that sometimes there's suffering that endures just so that Christ can be glorified. There's persecution that takes place just so Christ can be glorified. There's hardships that you and I have to endure so Christ can be glorified. And when you and I take that which is important to us, these temporal things, and we set them aside and we say, no, I don't love this more than you, and I'm willing to give anything uh, for you. It is during those times Christ is glorified. But too many times as God begins to reveal that there is a price to pay, there's a cross that has to be picked up, there's a burden that has to be borne. Christians say, oh, I didn't mean this, God. I didn't mean I'd go this far, God. And Christ asked Peter, lovest thou me more than these? And I would submit to you and I this morning that the same question is asked to each and every child of God. Do you love these, whatever it is for you, more than you love the one who died on the cross to pay your sin debt? Jesus asked the question, got the answer, then gave the details. Friend, is that where your heart is this morning? I love you more than all of these. I give you a surrendered heart. I give you a surrendered life. And when your heart is surrendered, your life follows. If you don't have a surrendered life, you don't have a surrendered heart. I'll give you a surrendered heart. I'll give you a surrendered life. And God, you fill in the details. And if you see fit, however you see fit for me to glorify you, I'll glorify you. I find that very interesting, Peter, knowing the future, would prove he loved the Lord. Jesus asked him the questions, and lovest thou me more than these? Peter answered three times, and then he tells him, well, this is how you're going to die. And in doing so, you'll glorify me. And he says, follow me. And we know that Peter didn't run. Peter didn't flee. Peter fulfilled the will of God for his life. And Christian, what a challenge to all of us this morning. Lovest thou me more than these? God, God, God has blessed me with, with, with fairly good health my whole life. And, and I thank God for that. But I should not love my health more than I love my Savior. Well, God has blessed me with so many good things, but there's nothing that I should love more than I love my Savior. There's nothing that should take His place. There's nothing that should be higher than Him on the priority list. And friend, if it's true of me, it's true of you. And I believe the Lord sent me here this morning to ask all of us, lovest thou these, whatever these is in your life, whatever these is for you, do you love that more than you love me? Let me ask it this way. Is there anything you wouldn't do for your Savior? Is there anything you wouldn't sacrifice for your Savior? Is there anything you wouldn't go through for your Savior? If you knew it just glory to Him. May we have Christians today that once again, figuratively speaking, lay ourselves down on that cross and say, I sacrifice myself, I give myself, if it'll bring honor and glory to you. 
Are we more interested in man's approval and acceptance than we are our Savior? Peter, having had this revealed to him, would prove what God had already seen in his heart, the Lord had already seen in his heart, that yes, I love you, Lord. There's so many Christians today that say, I love you, Lord, but their life bears out a different answer than the one that they verbally speak. As we consider that question this morning, lovest thou me more than these, I, I want us to consider several things that will help us answer that question this morning. Things we see in this passage of Scripture that I believe will shed light on us and our situation as we ponder the same question as the Lord asked Peter that day. Peter, as he was in his presence, Peter, as he looked on his face, Peter, as he heard the voice of Jesus speak the words and in his presence and gave the answer that uh, was, 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 he, he, he decided in his heart and that the Lord would confirm with the continuing of the conversation. May that be as real to you and I this morning. We'll allow the Holy Spirit of God to pierce our heart and to probe our deepest thoughts and be willing to answer the question honestly. Lovest thou these more than our, our Savior? The first thing we must consider is we must be concerned with our own path. I love how Scripture reminds us that these disciples were human, just like us. See if you can relate to this as Jesus asked the question three times in we know that Peter answered the question three times. Jesus says, I'm going to tell you, Jesus tells him how he's going to die to bring glory to him. And when he has spoken this, verse 19, he saith unto him, follow me. How about that? Jesus said, you're going to be crucified to glorify me. Now follow me. How many Christians have been faced with a, with, a, with a similar scenario? Maybe not Jesus revealing that you're going to be crucified, but there's a price to pay. And then he says, follow me. Now what are you going to do? And notice what Peter does in verse number 20, and he acted like a lot of us. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper. This is John. Jesus and Peter are in this conversation, and Peter is locked in on Jesus. Jesus is asking Peter, Lovest thou me more than these? Peter answers, Oh, yes, Lord, I love you. Just feed my lambs. He asked him a second time, Yes, Lord, I love you. He said, Feed my sheep. He asked him a third time, and Peter was grieved because he had to ask him three times. He said, Lord, you know everything, then you know that I love you. Jesus says, okay. He tells him how he's going to glorify him in his death. And then Peter all of a sudden realizes that there's somebody else around. He sees the apostle John, and look at verse 21. Peter seeing him, saying to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Okay, you asked me the question three times. Now you're telling me I'm going to be crucified to glorify you. Well, what about John? What is he going to have to do? How is he going to die? What is he going to experience? 
I mean, let's be honest. We like to sit in our religious piety sometimes and, oh, I'd be glad to pay any price for my Lord. Now, let's put yourself in Peter's place when Jesus says, I'm so glad that you bore your heart to me and have told me that you love me. By the way, you're going to be crucified to, to glorify me. Follow me. And Peter responded probably like a lot of people respond. Well, well what about John? What's going to happen to him? I don't know if his mindset was, this isn't fair, make it more fair, or, or, or if John's going to be die, die the same way, it'll make me feel a little bit better. But notice what Jesus said. Jesus said in verse 22, Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Uh, the Lord has a way of putting us right back in our place, doesn't he? Oh, what about John? If I say he doesn't even have to die, that's none of your business. You know, I'll help you right here if you'll let me, Christian. There are too many Christians that can't be satisfied with what God has for them, can't embrace their opportunity to glorify Him because they're too worried about what brother so-and-so is doing sister so-and-so's doing, or how God was unfair because they didn't have to endure what they endured. They didn't have to experience what they experienced. I believe the Lord would say to all of us today, that doesn't concern you. Their path is not your business. You just walk your path. You live the life I have for you. You glorify me in the way I want you to glorify me. Let's just be honest. Don't we want the blessings of God bestowed on us and so that we can say, yep, God is glorifying me because of my right stand. Or God is blessing me because of my right stand. That's how I'm glorifying Him. I'm glorifying Him because God has made me a shining light of the blessings of God in this wicked day. Anybody else out there? But that's not how God always works. God may say, I'm going to take your health away so that you, this world can watch you suffer and you can depend on me and you can bring honor and glory to me in that way. It might be enduring some persecution. It might be some other way that's not even mentioned this morning, but are we willing to allow our life to glorify Him the way He chooses? I don't know why God chooses the path for, for, for many of us. I don't know why God has reached in and touched the health of many of you and, and, and have burdens that you have to bear this morning. I don't understand it. I can't even say that I agree with it. I just know that God, when He designed our life, He chose for different ways for us to be able to glorify Him. And God's not asking your neighbor this morning, are are you willing to pick up your cross? God's asking you. Do you love Him? Are you willing to glorify Him with whatever path He has for you to walk? Don't look at somebody else and say, well, what about them? Jesus, if He lives forever, what's that have to do with you? And as kindly as I can say to you, let me echo the words of Jesus this morning. What's going on, brother and so-and-so and sister so-and-so, and what they seem to be going through and not be going through, that's really not your business. You focus on the path God has for you. Only you can glorify God in the way God has chosen for you to glorify Him. Think about that. 
When God planned your life and He designed you, He knew He would send His Son to pay your sin debt. He knew you'd have the opportunity of whatever He's allowed for you to come into your life as you serve Him. He's given you the opportunity to prove over and over again, I want to glorify you. I love you more than all of this. Only you can glorify Him in the way He's designed for you to glorify Him. Says Peter, don't worry about John. We must be concerned with our own path. That's first of all, I hasten very quickly. Let me say number two, our love for Christ is revealed on the pathway of duty. In verses 15 through 17, Jesus asked the question, Lovest thou me more than these? We know the answer. We've seen it several times this morning. Peter answers, Yes, I love you. He says, Feed my lambs. He asked him the second time, Peter, do you love me? He says, Yes, I do. He says, Feed my sheep. He asked him the third time, and and we know that Peter, grieving in his heart, said, Yes, you know I love you. You know everything. You know I love you. He said, Feed my sheep. Jesus, each time he got the answer from Peter, reminded him of Peter's responsibility to care for those, administer to those that God had placed in his path. He reminded him of his duty. Then he's going to tell him, oh yeah, by the way, you're going to die a martyr's death for me to glorify me. But that did not relieve him of his duty because he was going to die a martyr's death. And though he's reminding him, the way you show you love me is on the pathway of duty. Friend, it's a good day in your life when you don't drop that money in the offering plate because you have to or because you think pastor's checking up on you or because you just want to get a... Hey, I want to see the blessings of God, but I want to get to a place in my life where it's, where it's my responsibility. That's how I show Him that I love Him. You know why you come to the house of God? I hope it's because you get blessed by the singing. I hope it's because you get blessed and helped by the preaching. But I hope you come to the house of God because on the first day of the week, that's where He expects us to be. That's how I can cast my vote to say, I want to please Him. I want to honor Him. I want to glorify Him. It's on the pathway of duty. How you sing in the choir? Why do you do it? It's a, it's a responsibility. It's something I could do for Him. You teach a Sunday school class? For Him. You stand at the usher's post? For Him. Whatever it is, you do for Him. You do it for Him. It's over time you show that you love Him. Many of you is this way in the first service. Many of you in this service, you've been faithfully serving God for not years, but decades. Let's just use some logic this morning. That shows you love Him more than somebody who's here and then gone, not serving God. Faithfulness. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. God puts a premium on just being faithful. Just being where you're supposed to be. Just getting up, struggling with whatever you're dealing with. And just say, God, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to press on. It is on the pathway of duty and responsibility that we show we love Him. Uh, Peter, do you love me more than these? Yes, I do. Then do what you're supposed to do. Uh, Peter, do you love me more than these? Yes, I do. Then do what I want you to do. Well, Peter, do you love me more than these? Jesus, you know I love you. Well, I'll remind you one more more time, the way you show me you love me is fulfilling and doing what I expect you to do. Well, it's found on the pathway of duty and responsibility, number three. Jesus emphasized, and this is where some Christians are going to get lost, Jesus emphasized the fulfillment of a command as the measure of love. 
John 14, 15, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Unfortunately, there are a lot of Christians that think because they wear a t-shirt that says, I love Jesus. In a WWJD bracelet, that means they love the Lord. Maybe by the world's standards and maybe by man's superficial standards, but not by Jesus' standards. Jesus said, if ye love me, keep my commandments. I would say to you this morning, and I would say Scripture would back this up, Jesus is more interested in what you do and how you follow Him, how you obey Him, and then how much you say you love Him. There are a lot of people in this world you can come across and say, Oh, I love the Lord, but they haven't done anything in their power. They haven't done anything in their life to obey the commands of God to show that they love Him. Three times He asked, Notice this, this is important to see. After all that he asked that question, and then he says, this is what I'm going to do for you. This is how you're going to glorify me. Then he says, follow me. When Peter says, oh, there's John. What about him? He says, Don't, that's none of your business. What's that have to do with you? Follow thou me. You follow me. Well, I think, I hope this morning that is true in every heart of every person here. First of all, that you've accepted Christ as your personal Savior. You know Him personally as your sin payment, that, that precious Lamb of God who was slain for our sins. You know that you're saved. He's your personal Savior. I hope it's in the heart of every individual here that I love Him. I want Him to know I love Him. Well, friend, there's going to be sacrifices that need to be made. There's going to be things that have to be right, reprioritized. But in the mind of our Lord, obeying Him is loving Him. Obeying Him is how we show we love Him. You cannot say, oh, I sing, oh, how I love Jesus, and never do anything that He has commanded us to do. Never do anything to follow Him. Oh, I love the Lord. And, and we can hashtag it on social media. And we can wear a, have a bumper sticker on our vehicle or a t-shirt that declares our love for Him. But if we're not living our life to please Him and honor and glorify Him, He looks at that as a superficial words, and He identifies obedience to His commands with love. With that in mind, Christian... Do you love him? What Peter was saying when he said, yes, I love you. What he was saying is, I'm willing to follow you. I'm willing to obey you. I'm willing to, as he heard the Lord teach, I'm willing to pick up my cross. It was figuratively, but it would one day be literally. And follow you. That's love. love. With that in context, lovest thou me more than these? Based on the following of the command, where Jesus says, here's a life of holiness to live, and the world says, here's a life of popularity and, and acceptance, who are you listening to, friend? 
Which lifestyle are you embracing? The lifestyle of a Christ follower? The lifestyle of a Christian, that little Christ? Or are you following the commands of this world? Uh, Jesus said that the Bible is very, very clear. You cannot love this world and love me. You can only serve. You cannot serve two masters. And our love is confirmed and shows in obeying the commands that he set before us. Number four, and I've got to finish. The love of Christ cannot be separated from following Christ. Look, 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 he says, I love you, I love you, I love you. Verse 19, and when he had spoken this, he said unto him, follow me. Verse 22, Jesus said unto him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. This is, this is very obvious and very simple to understand, but hard for us to grasp sometimes. Jesus sets the standard for what it means to follow Jesus. I don't set, your pastor does not set the standard. No church sets the standard. Jesus is saying to, to Peter, are you willing with the failure that's fresh in your mind of denying me three times? I'll ask you one, two, three times, do you love me? I'm satisfied with your answer, Peter, so I'm going to tell you how you're going to glorify me. This is how you're going to die. Jesus knew what was on the horizon. He knew that he would ascend up into heaven and the Holy Spirit would be there to empower them and that Peter would be used for multitudes to be saved. But Jesus connected the love for him with following him. Let me just ask a very simple question and we'll go to our time of invitation. Based on how closely you follow him, how is your love for him? Not based on how much you say you love him. Or how much you even sing, oh, how I love Jesus. But as a God in heaven who is more concerned with a life that's lived than words that are spoken. How does your life answer the question? Lovest thou me? More than these? Follow me, Peter. That's how you show you love me. Church, every week, I don't, follow me. Abstain from the wickedness of this world. Follow me. Church, twice on Sunday, follow me. Stewardship, everything I have is His. Are you going to follow me? There, we have the wrong mindset. It's not that I have to do this for Oh, I owe everything to Him. I'd have nothing to look forward to but an eternity in hell if it was not for Him. I'm not saved because I deserve it. I'm not saved because I earned it. I'm only saved by the good grace of God and by the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is through Him I have salvation. Anything He wants, I ought to be willing to give it, but He's going to, say, he's going to prove it. Lovest thou me more than these? What is your these? And when you answer that question, remember, as Peter said, God, you know it all anyway. You know I love you. Well, he still knows the heart of every man. 
But does he see in your heart what he saw in Peter's that day? In spite of the way you failed, I know you love me. Now I'm going to give you the details of what it's going to cost you. I'm still going to command you to follow me. And Peter followed him. He followed him. This morning, what is it that's keeping you from following Christ as he calls following? What is it that has taken the priority of him in your life? Lovest thou me more than these? Let's ponder that.